Welcome to The Media Coach, a podcast designed to build your business and your brand. My next guest on the show is incredibly talented. If you've ever met him, every phone conversation you have leaves you energized and inspired. Joining me today on the Media Coach Podcast is the one and only Peter Florenzos. With over two decades worth of experience in real estate, Pete works and trains with the most elite in the country. He's a top performer at the LJ Hoover Network and his dedication to his job has resulted in him being awarded with the highest honours in our industry. One of the key reasons I wanted to have Pete on the show is to share his experience with my listeners. I want to cover the property market and what we should expect over the coming year after such a boom. How he maintains and sustains such an incredible team environment. I'll share more on this shortly, but he really has one of the best team cultures I have ever seen in our industry. And lastly, it wouldn't be my podcast without talk on social media. So I wanted to discuss his recent move to master social media and how he is leveraging results. So here is the man himself, Pete. Thanks so much for joining me. Emmy, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's an honour to be on your podcast. Ah, oh, the honour's all mine. I think, you know, Petey, it's been a it's been a while since I've come to visit, but I really do mean that when I talk about how every phone conversation I have with you leave, leaves me so energised. Petey, for our listeners across the globe, let's start from the beginning and tell them a little bit about yourself. What's your story? Where have you come from? How long have you been in real estate? And a little bit about your team. Yeah, so I started on the 21st of May 2001. So I'm coming up to um, 20 and a half years, I suppose. Uh, before real estate, I was a uh, hamburgerologist. So I had a fish and chip shop. Um, that's sort of how I got into the business. Uh, LJ Hooker, Sunnybank Hills and the fish and chip shop that we owned was in the uh, same shopping centre. And Peter and uh, the other guys used to come up there for lunch every single day and... Um, I was at the front of the, the shopping centre with Peter talking one day and every two seconds someone walked past and said day to me and then he goes, is there anyone you don't know? And I uh, said, mate, I think you need to get into real estate. And uh, we sold the shop. I, I saw him again, ironically, and uh, he said, oh, mate, I better order that tie for you. And the rest is history. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, from flipping burgers to number one in the country. Everything is possible. <laughs> and Petey, what about now? What is your team like? How many people do you have in your team and where do you sell property? So in my personal team? Yeah. Yeah, so I've got um, five in my personal team. Uh, Danielle, uh, my executive assistant, has been with me for 11 years. But she's just on maternity with her second baba, but she'll come back in January. Uh, Christina, uh, my personal assistant, was uh, with me for nine years, but actually she's on maternity as well and just had her first. Um, Ling, who came in about 18 months ago as a sales associate. Then Kathy came in about six months ago as associate. And then Aisha came in uh, actually two weeks ago as a sales associate. So um, the team's growing. Uh, so five ladies. Uh, working in the team I don't know what's wrong with me but anyway I'm fighting for punishment but uh, they're all beautiful uh, they're all great and we all work well together and I suppose they've got to put up with 
with Army every single day as well. So what you're trying to tell me, Petey, is as soon as you work for Peter Florenzos, you fall pregnant. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not my babies. <laughs> uh, Petey, let's talk about the property market. It has yeah. been insane the last year. We've been through a pandemic. It's had ups and downs. But the one yeah. word to describe it is a massive boom. Yet I constantly get predictions in news, media outlets, that it's going to cool and that we're going to experience a drop in the market. Mm. I want to know your, firstly, your opinion on this. And then I want to know how you're managing client conversations around the topic. Yeah. So I think the difference between, if you want to say a booming market and a market that is not booming, um, everyone always thinks it's actually price, um, but we don't sell price. We market situations. And in my 20-year career, uh, the only eight or nine situations that I've ever seen is um, good and bad, you know, like death, divorce, job transfer, upsize, downsize, finance, um, baby or an affair. You know, I, I, I just don't think there's any other situation I've ever sold in my 20-year career. So I think the difference between a booming market and a non-booming market is confidence because those situations have happened year in, year out in my 20-year career. Um, pandemic, no pandemic. Global financial crisis, no global financial crisis. Brisbane floods, no Brisbane floods. We've always transacted properties. Um, so to me, I think the market is a confident market. You know, it's very true. And often I say, even if the market does cool, I often say to a lot of my clients, Pete, you know, when we're in such a phenomenal booming market, it actually can cause a stalemate in the market because there's not a lot of stock available. As if we have a slight pull, it actually may be something so incredibly powerful for our industry because it might change those opinions of those that just feel that they can't move and they might move, you know, jump into it because there will be more stock. So there's some great insights for you there, guys. I don't think it is going to be all doom and gloom. And talk of the today, not the tomorrow, because we don't know, like, you know, I remember finishing 2019 and we're at my unit at the coast having a party on New Year's Eve. And I said, well, let's get rid of that bloody decade and start a new amazing 2020 decade going forward. Well, bloody hell, you know, straight after that, bang, we're hit with um, a global pandemic and, and all our lives changed inst instantly. But, you know, I get the calls from everyone all over Australia last year, even opposition brands to me saying, Flossie, what do we do? And I sort of, well, I'm only 46. I've never gone through a global pandemic before. Um, but I thought straight away we had to adapt to change. We had to adapt to change. And, and if it does tighten up um, in the next year or two or whenever, we have to adapt to change because those transactions are gonna still be there. And really, we just have to work a bit harder, you know, work a bit harder instead of thinking, oh, just sitting on your bum and oh, let's just wait for it to happen. The key to this game is to always make it happen, not wait for it to happen. That's it. You can only live in the now, not the future. So Floss, let's move on to your team and the business that you built. You know, I, obviously I came and visited and one of the things that I was so impressed by was your team morale and what you have created in your business. I think you even have a gym there that I wanted to work out at <laughs> one point for your staff. 
One of the biggest things that I really hate in this industry, and I'm just going to put it out there, and I don't know if there is a few of my younger listeners in there, is I think sometimes we treat staff badly. I've seen it with PAs. And one of the things I just absolutely adore about you is how much your team love working with you and how long you retain your staff. How many are in your team now across the business? The whole business. There's about uh, 70-odd of us, I think, between the whole business. The massive, obviously massive operation. And what's your advice when it comes to maintaining, growing and keeping your staff happy? Well, your number one, star, your number one customer is your staff. If you look after your staff, well, then they'll look after the real customer. Um, if you look at the, uh, the, 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 the corporate triangle or the business triangle where you've got the triangle and at the, the peak of the triangle up the top, is the boss, the CEO, and then underneath him is the, the head of whatever, and then underneath him is the whatever, and then it goes all the way down to the bottom. Um, I think your business triangle should be upside down. The bosses are down underneath and all the staff are above you. And virtually, if you've got a staff member that says, hey, boss, or hey, manager, or hey, whatever, I need this, uh, your answer should be when? And what else do you want us to do for you? So I always say it's not about even with your customers. I hate the, the catchphrase customer service. Um, we all provide a service. Every industry, everyone provides a service. So it's, you know, it, it's a cop-out. Customer service is a cop-out. If you've ever been somewhere, and I don't want to mention any brands, but have you ever been shopping in a store and you went to the counter and the counter, you know, the person behind the counter didn't give a shit. They just weren't engaged. They were just, oh, God, is that a customer? Really? Um, you know, but you still got what you wanted, but they just didn't make you feel warm and fuzzy. And then you said, you know what, I'm never shopping in this place ever again. But by the time you walk out of that store, it's got another department. And the person behind that counter goes, hi, how are you? Is there anything I can help you with? Would you like anything here? What about this? What about that? And they make you feel warm and fuzzy. But that's the same store. It's called customer care, not customer service. Same with your staff. You've got to care for your staff and don't look at your staff like they're a dollar sign. Look at them as a human being, not a dollar sign. So that's how I always treat everybody, you know, in this world. We're all equal um, from that angle. So because if you look after people, money comes naturally. If you chase money, people don't come naturally. You are judged within the first 10 seconds that someone meets you. And, and if you're a prick of a boss, they're not going to stay with you. They're not going to stay with you. So many people say to me, how do you keep PAs and EAs and now even SAs for, you know, Danny, like I said, 11 years. Um, she had her bubba, I think, four months ago. She's coming back in January. And... We had our Christmas party on Saturday night and, um, and Danny came along and someone said to her, oh, um, when are you coming back? And they said, January. And they said, oh, really so soon. She goes, I can't wait to get back. And then once again, tongue-in-cheek comment, oh, you can't wait to get back to him. And she goes, I actually miss him. I miss his craziness, his quirkiness, driving us nuts all day, every day. So, you know, if you do it genuinely from your heart, well, they're going to they're gonna want to work for you. You look after them and everything else falls into place.
Look, I personally love that craziness too. It makes me smile and feel every time we have a chat. So I can understand why she misses it. But it is really true. And I think, you know, we talk about staff and dollar signs, but actually keeping them peak saves you so much money in the long run. And I see so much changeover in our industry. I see it all the time. And one of the biggest things, if you're... You know, Pete's always up for a conversation. So if you're struggling with staff, reach out to him on his Instagram, which is Peter Florenzos. You will find there that, you know, he maybe can offer you some recommendations because keeping your staff is so important in our industry. And I just love the way that your team works so hard for you, but also just feel that respect. It's a massive asset to you, Petey. Petey, one of the things I love about you most is that every time I call you or every time we have a chat and, you know, work on strategy, you're just always happy. I've never actually seen Pete sad one day in my life. Like I'm sure there's been days that have been pretty crap, but you're just always so upbeat and so positive. And in this industry, being a real estate agent, part of that is managing rejection, losing listings, losing clients, feeling, you know, beaten by another agent. But you're always so happy. So I wanted to ask you a question. How do you keep your good vibes? We've got 168 hours a week. It's up to us how we use those 168 hours every week because they're going to come and go. So you can be miserable and shitty and think it's the end of the world and all that sort of stuff. You can be a, an energy sucker, you know, and just drain everyone's energy negative and all this and that. We can just be positive. Um, yes, I have my, my moments. I have my, um, my shit days. I, I have my anger days. I have my anger moments. But I'm pretty quick to get over stuff. Um, I'm, I live my life by about four or five different morals and that's about it. Um, you know, don't get bitter, get better. Don't be jealous, be envious. Um, biggest fear in life is letting someone down. Biggest hate in life is when someone thinks they're smart and someone else is stupid. Living that sort of headspace and that life and focus on the 98% of good, not the 2% of bad. And, and, and it's a real true stat that um, 95% of the things we worry and stress about are either, untr- are either untrue or never happen. So we just caught up, get caught up in this bullshit world of you've lost a listing to someone else. You just want to sit there and focus on that for the next two days or week. Um, you've lost it, done, move on, next, go. You know, go find the one that you can sell, not the one that you've lost. And focus on all the positives and all the negatives and all that sort of stuff. Like, and just blame, if you lose a listing, blame the person that you see every morning when you're brushing your teeth. No one else, not marketing, not commission, nothing else. Just blame yourself. Go do a better presentation. If you focus on your presentation, you will naturally get the listing. Don't focus on the listing because it's a presentation that you're doing for them to list with you, not for you to list them. So it's a bit cheeky. It's a bit cocky. My presentations are are an interview to see if I want to sell their home, not them to let me choose them as their agent. Uh, Because why would I take someone on that wants to tell me how to do real estate? Well, don't want to do this or do that. But I've got to better myself every single day to make sure that I'm at a level where, you know, I, I do know what I'm doing for them to choose me. It's a bit like, you know, you drive a bloody high performance car and you go get the brakes changed and you're driving next, subconsciously, you're going to put your foot on the brake and you're going to just think the car's going to stop. 
same as your presentation. You should just go present and naturally think, well, you're here to get the business. So, so I know I've gone a bit off track what keeps me motivated and upbeat, but um, what keeps me going is life and, and people and my family, of course. You know, I, I really do love that, Petey, because it is all about, you know, maintaining a positive mindset in this industry. One of the things I've recently learned is that not all business is good business, you know, and you said it yourself, you interview your vendors now because you want to be able to work with people that you can deliver outstanding results, not tell you how to do your job. And, you know, I'm the same even with my clients. If you're carrying 20 listings and you've got two bad eggs out of your 20 listings that you're carrying, the two bad ones will absorb 90% of your energy and time and you won't be able to focus on the 18 other ones that really want to move on with their situation of their life and go from there. The other thing with keeping yourself positive and motiv motivated, Imi, is we actually say about 400 words a minute to ourselves. And when those demons start, those voices in your head start, I call him Harry Harry. He's just this ugly creature that sits on your shoulder and he just goes off in your head. As soon as he starts, piss him off, get rid of him and just have this other picture in your head. It could be a beautiful angel, could be a a good looking rooster with a six pack or whatever, flip it over to that, whatever makes you all warm and fuzzy, flip it over to that and just get rid of those demons straight away um, and get positive thoughts going. Cause we, we all do it. We all do it. It's just how you handle that situation. That's so true. The only opinion that matters is the one that you tell yourself. Petey, lastly, let's jump on to some social media. Cause you know, that's my favorite thing in the entire world. Mm -hmm. We've just started a whole new business strategy on your social media. And obviously I got an amazing message off your team last week. We've grown in followers and I'll just be really honest with you. I can't even keep up with the inbox. <laughs> how many leads I think we've converted so far. Tell me a little bit about how you're seeing social media change your business. Um, so I was against social media and fought going on social media for a very long time. Um, I had this pain in the bum by the name of Emmy that drove me nuts saying, Flossie, you need to get onto social media. Um, and then uh, I had another close girlfriend of mine who was the, the CEO of LJ Hooker, um, executive assistant, who believe it or not, is in my one of my new essays. Aisha drove me nuts to get on it as well. But I always hated it because I thought it was something that you couldn't protect yourself. But fighting going on social media, my back, my business was falling backwards because I've always been huge on marketing. Um, and then I listened to Emmy and Anish and Danielle and Christina were driving me nuts to get on as well. And we finally got on it. About four months ago, I rang up Emmy and I said, hopefully you've got a spot. And apart from hiring all my amazing individual girls over the years, probably the best thing I've done uh, to change my business to the way real estate is done from marketing and behind the scenes ever. I still believe the face-to-face -face interaction is very important. Uh, you know, you've still got in front of people face-to-face, -face, but the social media component has been nuts. I went to Darwin a couple of weeks ago for a, um, a family member's 21st birthday and people in Darwin were coming up saying, oh, Pete, we see you everywhere. Um, all we do is see you everywhere. Even here, I don't have my face on any signs. Uh, I don't put my face on any marketing apart from social media and, and whatever you're forced to with domain and real estate.com to put your face. But 
oh, Peter, we drove past all your signs and we see your face everywhere now. Now, my, my face is not even on the sign, but the perception is that people are just seeing everywhere. From a listing tool, it's, it's superb, it's brilliant. We have people coming to the open home and I ask every single person, where did you see the home advertised? And a lot of people say, well, REA. And I say, no, no, where did you first see it advertised? And then they'll say, well, we saw here. And then when they're now, a lot of people are saying, we've seen it on Facebook. We've seen it on your social media. It's been superb. Yeah, honestly, it's been superb. Uh, one auction that we sold for half a million over seller's expectation, uh, the buyer saw it on social media on the Thursday and came to the auction on Saturday. From hating social to now mastering it, and you have absolutely mastered it. Your girls are just fantastic at sending me everything. And I mean, it's hard to keep up with you, Petey. I'm not going to lie. There's so many listings to keep up with. But every time I do and I see those results come through, I'm just thrilled about it because I know that you had those feelings. And I know social media is a world that's full of people's opinions. And I always say, never let someone's opinion stop you from achieving your business dreams and your goals. And if I look at your statistics now, we've reached over 15,000 people directly living in your marketplace. And I've remarketed, I've retargeted ads to those people over 90,000 times, which is just massive. And that's what is the reason why people will come up to you and say, oh, I see you everywhere. And it's because they're constantly seeing your content in the feeds and it becomes what's called effective frequency in media for my listeners out there and what effective frequency is is it's this idea in advertising and marketing that you need to be seen seven times by a consumer to be recognized as a brand it's why coca-cola runs extreme crazy ads all the times for that brand awareness but i can say this from the bottom of my heart pity i do love working with you and your team I will never, ever tell Imi how to do social media because she's the queen of it and uh, the best in Australia. I didn't choose Imi because um, we've spoken on the circuit together and, and we're mates and all that sort of stuff. Um, I chose Imi because she is the best at what she does in her field by a country mile. Honestly, I'm nearly tearing up, Petey. I just adore you to death. So ladies and gentlemen, that concludes my podcast with my most fabulous and talented guest, Peter Florenzos. Petey, thank you so much for joining me today. I know how incredibly busy you are. Till next month's episode, I'm Amy Callister, the media coach. Thanks so much for joining me. Hey,